Because blue healers are meant to be... Kettle dogs. Yeah, they're not meant to be as svelte as like a Kelpie or any of those, or like a Border Collie. They're quite lean. They're supposed to be quite stocky, but they're not supposed to be like barrel belly svelte, stocky. Svelte Kelpie is a good like indie band name. That is yeah. a good indie band name. Like Svelte tame, Kelpie. Like Tame Impala. Tame Impala, yeah, Svelte, Svelte Kelpie. Kelpie. Let's start a band called Svelte Kelpie. Come up with a lot of good <laughs> band Svelte. names. Svelte. Svelte Kelpie. What would, kind of music would we do? Indie. I mean, yeah, but what kind of... Indie is a very broad term. Yeah, no, just indie. Just indie. <laughs> what kind of indie? Indie pop. No. Indie rock. Indie pop and lock. Fremantle guitar. Fremantle mm. guitar. <laughs> You know the one. Yes. That's the genre. That is the genre. Mojos. Mojos, yeah. <laughs> Just mojos. Joe's Literally Fish Shack. like 50% of the top 10 of the 100. Mm-hmm. Free amount of guitar. <laughs> what is that? I liked playing gigs at Mojos. That was one of the better venues. Did you ask what's Fremantle guitar? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Okay, so just... I'm not down with the culture. <laughs> it's yeah. just the sound of Fremantle. So do you remember what John Butler Trio used to sound like oh, before no. they were... Before John Butler went off on his own and they were actually a trio, it's that's like that. Frio. And if Tame and Parla had a baby now. Yeah. Fremantle guitar, like I would run into bands that were like either, they were like Nirvana ripoffs or Tame and Parla ripoffs yeah, exactly. or both. Exactly. Some kind of like Nirvana, yeah. but they tripped on their pedal board and just like <laughs> set off a few things while they were playing it. <laughs> it's the type of music that a man plays you while he's actively manipulating you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Yes. While he gaslights he's you. Like, he's like, no, babe, there's no one else. Anyway, here's the f- this. The first, <laughs> the first gaslight being, this is good music. Yeah. <laughs> You're just sitting there like, wow. <laughs> I like the bit where it went. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, look, the first time someone showed me Tame Impala, they put on Lonerism and I think we were all, no, I know we were all very high and I was just like, this is amazing. <laughs> This is blowing yeah. my fucking mind right now. I was, but I was the same too. The first time I heard them was when I went to a roller coaster down in Mandra and they were supporting. We were there to see like The Living End and other people, but That's they cool. were there supporting. And it was the first time I'd ever seen them play. And they had some rando who's not part of their band just with his shirt off and like Well, did you know it's only one guy? <laughs> you say band. But I- <laughs> As my man, it's a duty to tell you that it's only one guy. <laughs> but they had some rando at the front just playing bongos and they started yeah. their cover of Remember Me. And I was so mm. pissed when I found out they did that because I wanted to do that. I wanted yeah. to do a rock version of Remember Me and then I found their one. I was like, I guess it's fine. It's all right. <laughs> he already hired the guy with the that. banjo. He already hired everyone. It was, it was yeah. done. <laughs> it, was all go- it was all set. And it was like, uh, it was just weird and because it didn't fit the rest of the the lineup really it was they were yeah, kind of head, living and is headlining yeah and this sounds like early them so yeah it was very early they also so i think they were supporting them a few times or the living end were in this lineup because it was also there was also sneaky sound system and oh yeah um, throwback throwback sneaky sound system and operator please were also there too what are oh operator God, what do they yes. do um were they uh, the ping pong song? Yes, it's yeah. just a song about ping pong. Yeah. I kind of uh, it was um, just a song about pull ping pong. Pull that up. <laughs> yeah, it was just a song about ping pong. Can you pull that up, please, Cam? All right, I'm pulling that up. Come um, on, producer Cam. Just a song about ping pong. It's just a song. 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 It's just a song.
Yeah, this is tickling a part of my brain. It kind of bangs. It bangs. It's still just as good. You know, I saw these guys at Big Day Out as well. And was this, just like, this would go off, I can imagine that. So, the crowd moving to yeah, these drums, mm, that's exactly so, the right tempo. So good live, so good live. They had such great energy. They were like this blow-up sort of flash-in-the-pan style band from, uh, I think, Queensland. Mm. And they just came out of nowhere and then also disappeared. It was like they, they were gone as quickly as they appeared. Oh, they might like still do stuff. Yeah. Pause that. I've been thinking about that. Girl, I want to take you to a, a gay bar. <laughs> yes, by Electric Six. Yeah. Yes. A gay bar, a gay bar. Woo! Uh, le- leave it alone by Operator, please. Were they Australian? Uh, yes, I think. Um, I think Electric Six are Australian. That shit rock. I'm gonna. Look Do you think up. we can get them on the pod? <laughs> I don't know. Why would do, you laugh at that? Like a triple no, J unearthed you got where me. they you don't, think, you don't think we can get electric six or operator please? You don't think we're clouded to the gills? <laughs> anyway, before we continue, let's maybe introduce our first Never. guest. That um, yeah, you're our down. inaugural guest. Inaugural. Hello. Would you first like to int- annual guest? Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Gracie. That's all I've got. That's cool. all you've got. That's all sick. <laughs> like Madonna or That's Cher. all these sick fucks need to know anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it. That's all you got. I like they're, to keep it mysterious. They're American, by the way. They're oh, from they? Detroit. Ah. A lovely city, I'm told. <laughs> um, play this one really quick. Just This um, is just a real nostalgia binge for us. Basically. So you might you, remember How old are you, one. roughly? I'm 22. Okay. So she's she's 10 came years out when younger I was than in me. primary school. Yeah. Right. I was in high I school. I vividly remember being in year four. So it's really a nostalgia binge for me and Ellen. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never heard it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Cam, no, everything, the gay bar song, I mean, the put li- your hands up for Detroit. Yeah, Cam might as well have lived under a rock for most of his life because anytime we have any kind of pop culture reference, he's like, I don't know. I'm like, all right. I well. know things that you don't know. This okay? guy didn't know who Midnight All were or oh, what beds are burning was. This is, this is like such an issue for you. It is an issue. Well, like I think it was in the citizenship test. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, even even I though was you were born, born here, you still have to do <laughs> it. Yeah, you yeah. still have to take it. If you did ATAR at school, it's a question. Well, they probably had questions about him. They're like, nah, he's got to take it. What do you think of the percentage of immigrants who know more about Australia oh, than God, people Oh, God, absolutely. Born here? A huge amount. Yeah. yeah. Do you think, like, but, like, do you that think... That know more about English? Like, when I was dating a Colombian that had, had... She'd learned English at home. She was, like, one of those people that went to a special school there, didn't start learning it when she came here. So, but obviously continuing to learn here. And she would be asking me these questions about, like, perfect present or whatever the fuck about English. And I'd be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no clue. I can't remember school at all. As far as I can remember, I was born speaking I, this. I do not know how this language I works. I regularly confuse what verbs and adjectives <laughs> are. Yeah. So that don't is ask funny. me. I don't quite My mum con- was an English teacher. I have no choice. <laughs> I don't confuse, but sometimes I do have to think. Yeah. It's like, okay, I do have to stop and be like, wait. 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 Okay, got it. I think, a verb is I a think doing being... word. It is a doing word. An adjective is a describing yeah. word. Well, an adverb, for those of you playing at home. Hold on, you got it? You... No. No? I, every... Describes a verb. Mm-hmm. I don't... Describes oh, a verb, okay. So it's an adjective for, for a, a verb. verb. Like oh. fast moving. Right, because every time I've asked what an adverb is, the response has been, it's a verb that adds something. I'm like, that's not a description. <laughs> 
That's no, literally. That's what the, did our dad tell you that or something? I like don't know. it's a fuck off answer. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's an, it's like a, when I asked him what spina bifida was and he punched me in the spine and he, <laughs> he was like, Jesus. <laughs> when, when someone biffs your spine. <laughs> Thanks, Dash. Oh, we had a we had a great show. Not hard. I'll put it. I'll put it out there. It didn't I, punch me hard. I love when parents do that, though. My mom has when they punch uh, you in the spine. My, yeah, my mom had dumb answers to stuff. Like sometimes I would forget what something is, and I would go, "What's that? What's the word? Like the German word for a blimp? Like when it's because I couldn't remember the word at all. It was like you know the German word. She was like, "Das blimpt." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> blimpenstein. <laughs> blimpenstein. Das blimpt." What is like, the okay. German word for blimp? Zeppelin. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Cool. Yeah. That's why. That's you, why. Know, you know, <laughs> I, think, I think being dyslexic, you think more about, like, language and grammar because you have to. You oh, have, here like, we go. Because he's a dumbass, he's actually smarter <laughs> than everyone else. No, I just, like, I've never confused verbs and adjectives. Uh, I never knew what an adverb was until just now when I was given an actual explanation but for it. for the longest time, you thought it was cowobbleate. Well, that's because so. that's what it sounded like when people said it because this accent sucks. Were they from, like, North London or something? No, Australia's, <laughs> Australia's just got a difficult relationship with ours. Okay. But only some R's. Other R's. That's why I like t- Spanish, baby. You roll them shits. Everyone knows you're saying an R. Yeah. Some Australians just don't use some. What did consonants. you say the other day? How do you. Was it moustache? Is that what you were saying? Oh, sometimes I switch between moustache or. Moustache. Uh, I thought mustache. you just did that because you thought it was funny. No. No, it's, it's like. It's, it's, it turns out he's just an idiot. <laughs> Which is funny. No, this is, that's how I've heard it pronounced. That's how I've heard yeah. it pronounced. So, he so I pronounce it that way. Moustache, and I was like. Come again? Say that again? What? Are, what? You how guys are a bunch of fascists. I just let him be. Well, actually, that's a good point. Like, be we're we're having fun, but being language Nazis is elitist. Yeah, yeah language and Nazi- ableist to mm. our boy here. It language is. Nazism is adjacent to regular Nazism. That's how it starts. Okay, yeah. that's exactly first not they came how it for starts. the dyslexics. Yeah, <laughs> German people got real mad at Jewish people accents. And then Jewish they moved on accents. to the Jews. Yes. Okay. Sure. They didn't like the way they pronounced words. Okay. I'm not sure that's right, but okay. Speaking of fascism, Australia Day. Yeah. <laughs> what a segue. Well, first, we need to do an acknowledgement of country. Yes. Mm-hmm. We are privileged on being on Nyungar Buja right now, um, specifically Wajak Nyungar Buja. Mm-hmm. And I am from Melbourne originally, so that is the Kulin Nation. So thank you for letting me be born there. Mm. Um, yeah, and we pay our respects to elders, past, present, and emerging. I feel awesome. like we don't uh, we don't thank people for allowing us to be born enough, <laughs> don't we? Yeah, because like I feel cause... I'm not thankful. I turn around to my parents like, what gives? Why? What was going on? Because here's, here's the thing: depending on your age, that may have literally been a, like a decision that they were tossing up. Like, if you're older, probably not. But younger people, like your mum, definitely tossed a coin at some point. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, not even my mum certainly tossed a coin at some point yeah, and was mom, like, yeah, <laughs> "I was the first, and my mum wasn't planning on having kids." And then she was like, oh, "My mum couldn't do do? have kids." Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Famously, she was like, "What Famous. is this?" I've read about that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so she everywhere. Should, she should be thanking you for yeah, being. I was saying, then I got a brother out of nowhere. <laughs> and you were like, what gifts? Yeah, why am I the special child? <laughs> oh, wow. And not the cool You special. broke the seal for her. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. You, get a, you get a bunch yeah. of babies backed up in there and then one comes through. And <laughs> yeah. Just, 
I've done human biology. I, <laughs> it's like, I understand. No, it's like when you're doing like box jumps and you finally make it up onto the box and you're like, oh, this is easy. I can do this all day. That's a sports <laughs> metaphor yep. for we've the all, sporty people. We've all yep. done box mm. jumps. Actually, I might have done box jumps. I've only point. done box jumps, I think, once in my entire can life. Can you jump? Some people can't jump. I can jump. Okay. If I got you to jump, how high do you think you can not jump? Not very Could high. you jump yeah, from, no. the, from the ground? On Like landing on the bed would be tough because it's soft, but imagine it was... Firm. Yeah, I've Can you done jump that up before. on that okay. with your feet, not just like kicking your heels yeah. under and getting your knees on. Okay. Yeah. You feel like you're a little bit higher than that. If I stacked another mattress on top of the no. bed, no, no, I can do small. So one I've bed. Done, I've done small <laughs> box jumps before, but because I did very briefly, what are you I did fucking cross Super bed. Mario. How many, <laughs> how many boxes are you jumping no, around? No, she's in training. <laughs> <laughs> just lit it around the house. I'm ready at any moment. No, I'm. Uh, I would did CrossFit for a very short period of time, and there Me was too. box jumps. So it was, you know, you did a couple of box jumps. I feel like everyone our age has done CrossFit at least once. I haven't. I no? have not. Oh, Look well, at me. There no. goes that theory. <laughs> Muay Thai is my CrossFit now. That's my intense exercise thing that I'm becoming obsessed with and going to as often as I can. And I feel like that's how it is there because there's people there that show up for the beginner class and stay for the advanced class or they, mm. they go, they've clearly just come from doing a run and then go straight into class. They run like, to the, the, yeah. the, the gym. Yeah. Or they're running around. They're out there. Like they're there like hours <laughs> before their class starts. But it's good though. Like just having, kicking yeah, people having, in the a, shins. having a warm up is good. And like, so I've gone back to dragon boating and like, but at the other club that I used to go and do it at, which we would, sounds much sicker than it is. Oh, like, it <laughs> sounds awesome. I'm not. Awesome, I'm not shitting on dragon boating, but when the thing sounds, is called dragon, dragon, yeah, come on, yeah, true. Um, but uh, the other club that I used to go to would never do a warm up ever. Like we would never do warm ups or anything or cool downs. You would just go straight into paddling and straight out, and I would always be dead afterwards. Yeah. It's like I'm. I'm just absolutely. It's wrecked. crazy how much difference it makes. It does. Like these guys make you do a proper warm up. They'll make you run like a couple of laps and then they'll get you to do lots of stretches before you actually get in the boat. And then when you get out, you have to do a cool down. They won't let you leave until you do a cool down. And then you're all sorted. Hey, hey get back here. Yeah, like, you're not cool. Come back here. Stretch <laughs> out those hamstrings. You're not cool yet. Stop running. You're getting warm again. <laughs> so yeah, but it, it's, it's really good. And I, you're right. Like it makes a big difference, and mm. I feel like doing something beforehand helps. And yeah. I've not been warming up properly before jujitsu, and I can I can definitely feel I'm becoming more crippled every time. <laughs> yep. I've had like if I turn too you much, you keep to rolling my... with with people who are bigger than you though, and they just like yeah. completely flatten you. Yeah, I get I get I'm getting manhandled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's well, good. You want to kind of no, get that's into it, the... that's the, that's why I roll with them. I like yeah. rolling with higher belts and with bigger guys i try and get with people who i mean i'm in a beginner class but like i said some of them are advanced people who do both i try and get with them i try and hold the pads for them first so i can just get fucking kicked around before it's my turn and see how it's done i had my first little like i'm smarter than you moment at um (laughs) no yeah (laughs) yeah when i was um so the last time that I was there, there were two really new people there. So there was a guy that was on his third lesson and I was explaining why you want to grab the gi because I guess he'd just been grabbing like wrists and ankles and stuff. I'm like, you want to grab around the there? And I showed him that you can choke people out with your own gi. He's like, oh, that's actually really cool. I'm like, yeah, don't let people do that because it's super embarrassing the first time it happens. Um, 
And then I rolled with a guy who I instantly got him into side control, which is basically like they're on their back and you're just like side on to them so that their legs can't get you. And he was like, what do I do there? And I had to sort of think about it and figure out. Pray. Like, well, <laughs> there's a way to get out of it. I just didn't, I've, I've never like. You were going to give him the answer. <laughs> no, I've never taught jujitsu before. So I was like, that's a good point. How do you get out of that? So I was like. Oh, you know what you say in that situation? How do I get out of this? You tap, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you tap out. I don't want to be that guy who's just. <laughs> no, because here's the thing. If you're not helping the, the people who are less experienced than you, people are going to notice that you're just and like And they won't want to roll with you. No, yeah. mate, I'm a great partner. When I'm holding pads, I'm like telling people when they did good, like, oh, that was a strong kick. Or if they kick me and I'm like, come on, man, you did a better one than that before. I like stuff poking them but like friendly i get into it i like being a training partner I, I was, you've told me that there are a couple of guys who are like purple or brown belts that you've rolled with where they'll like kind of let you oh, feel yeah, like you're doing okay and then they'll literally just out of nowhere flatten you and like like they're bored like they're like oh, i've had enough nah, yeah, and they just one completely guy, wreck there's you. just one guy who's a brown belt who he's done he's been an instructor a few times but i think i don't think he works there i think he just like occasionally takes a class because uh, he's like friends with the owner or something, but he's a competitor and I've rolled with him and he'll just be very slow and bored and not let me pass guard at all. So he's clearly just humoring me, but um, still I'm not making any, any progress at all. And then after like maybe 30 seconds, he'll just be like, all right, cool. Now you tap. <laughs> yeah. Like he's probably got my build as well. He's like a fairly, um, like he's got long arms and long legs and he's just ruthless absolutely ruthless i've seen him roll with like um other people and he's brutal speaking of tap out bogans australia day <coughs> oh yeah we're wow. back to that so we've acknowledged <laughs> yeah. that one was a bit more labored but we got yeah. there we've acknowledged country yeah thank you for that That's which right. i think we probably need to do maybe a little bit more or consider it at least a bit more just not only here but in our daily lives yeah yeah well at uni i did it like literally a on top of my essays, I would write a welcome, like an acknowledgement of country. Nice. That's cool. That pads the, the word count. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've done that. I'm really friend. thankful right now. I had a friend I'm who... so very, very, very thankful. Yeah. Um, you just name all of the other, so not just the, the Noongar, but like all of the other ones as well. Just like all, all of the them. surrounding, just, all everything. The surrounding. Yeah, it's like I went, went down south to like... Garang country as well also yeah. um, <laughs> well i wrote i wrote uh, some of this essay 30 minutes in a car on a way down to some of my like... references were from over east which is this country which is the cooler nation <laughs> what is uh, what's midland do you know i'm not sure actually i think it's still woodjuck because okay, um, woodjuck was mostly in sort of like the Fremantle coast area but i'm not sure how far down they went what's up? I know. That I, I only asked because I was thinking about Taco Bell, and that's where the, ta- that's I know, where the Taco I Bell is. I know Coburn and Belia is different because yeah. I don't know what the name is though, but I know it's different because I remember looking it up and having to do a bit of research about it, and being like, "Oh, I had no idea that it was." Yeah, like I would a have completely different. Well, it's area. also yeah. um, so they don't actually have sort of um, actual country lines, sort of. So like there's no we hard do. border. Exactly. Yeah, no hard border. Well, at least um in so the majority of my knowledge is all um Western Australian and specifically Southwest Australian. Mm-hmm. Um and down in the Southwest, their borders actually sort of integrate with how the plants and um 
how they sort of grow. So if like the plants right. started integrating more towards something else, then they'd go, all right, we need to share the border a bit more. Right. That's so those cool. are those are our flowers. <clears throat> yeah, literally. Would you get like, cause I've heard that, um, like they would like carry seeds and stuff and use that as like almost like a form of commerce where there people who mm. are just like sprinkling their flowers and somebody else. <laughs> just maybe. Like, we'll just we'll extend, now. extend the border a little bit over here. That, just... I feel like, uh, that that's a better way, I think, to to colonize a, a, a nation. <laughs> Sprinkling to just, flowers. Just sprinkle flowers. Nothing violent. You're just like yeah, like it's not hard and fast. It's kind of like if if Lydia, and then they get them back. It's kind there. of like how different unis they'll they'll uh, they'll steal the other one's mascot. Yeah, it's just it's just games. It's not hard. It's just a bit of fun. Well, I feel like if that happened, like if people showed up and just started, oh, we're just going to set up shop over here and plant some stuff, nothing would have happened about that. Yeah. Well, it's not that like there were specific plants. It's kind of like once, so if you go on like a road trip from like north to south, you can visually see the sort of environment change. And that is mostly how they sort of navigated that. And when it was sort of like a thing where you're like, oh, it looks kind of weird, but like a little bit the same, then they sort of have... It's the disputed together. zone, or they'd share it. Well, like, it. they'd share it, mostly. Obviously, right. it wasn't all love and rainbows all the time. Well, that's but... what I was going to ask as well, is, like, how um, how peaceful was the were the neighbouring mobs? Well, it depends. So, that we know of. Um, I don't know a lot of, about, well, obviously, we don't have a written record of all of them, like we do mm. with, like, English wars and stuff. But um, mostly, they were were able to do conflict resolution through um, trade stuff and also trading, like, people, women, kids, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but also they kind of kept to themselves mostly, depending. But So everybody knew what it's, what they were about and they're like, yeah, I don't want to deal. Yeah, it's literally, like, the way that you need to think about Indigenous history is the same as sort of any other history. It's like there are peaceful bits there are not peaceful bits there's obviously going to be like people that hate each other and people that love each other and it's very similar to sort of how um sort of northern european tribes worked where it's like yeah you coexisted but sometimes you'd kill each other (laughs) yeah yeah which makes sense and you think the difference because i'm just thinking if it was if nothing's written and it's an oral tradition do you think it's easier to put aside uh like those kinds of rivalries that were common in europe like where you have um you have different nations that have got historical beef going back like centuries that no one even was around for even really remembers remembers the the context of so like uh scottish people still have beef with uh english people or even within (laughs) scotland there's different um parts of scotland where this family from like hundreds of years ago fucked up this family from hundreds of years ago and there will still be pubs in scotland that are like no dogs, no Mackenzies or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So if you reckon that's... it's better to remember less? Yeah, it's better to rem- it's better to remember less so that you're... Um... Or more maybe that like the most important things that are um, passed impo- on orally, yeah. like mm. you just kind of pass on that information because that's the important stuff. You remember mm. that, you pass it on orally, and then the rest of it is just it doesn't matter. Or somebody is able to kind of, I guess, break the cycle of it and go, we don't need to... We don't need to keep that going that's fine we just won't pass that on and it's not written down anywhere and not 
kept anywhere for someone else to then pick it back up and be like, well, hang on a second. That's right, book wankers. Stop (laughs) writing shit down. Or or they they did write stuff theoretically with cave paintings and stuff. So the real, real important stuff is on caves and on rocks. And like ochre was a huge thing that was traded. Mm. Um, So the sort of very traditional, stereotypical image of the indigenous person with like the lines, that's ochre painting. Mm -hmm. And um, the colour of ochre changes where you are. So like um, down southwest, it's sort of red. Mm -hmm. And that would be rare if you went up. So if um, you find paintings or... um, images once obviously we were colonized they could take pictures of like different colors it's because they traded and it was um different in value that's cool yeah oh I, yeah by the way i studied anthropology i was that's about, why yes. I it's about to ask how <laughs> do you when, know this? yeah when you we introduced yourself i was like i was like maybe she'll mention she studied anthropology nope okay <laughs> let's keep going yeah, so i'm not indigenous so that's why i was a little bit um cautious of coming on and talking about indigenous stuff because i think that there is a really strong history especially in anthropology of um talking about things yeah without being part of that community Mm -hmm. so i can only really talk about things that i know of historical like sort of scholarly context i can't come on here and be like australia day is bad because i feel like this Mm. (laughs) yeah yeah but in saying that do you think australia day is bad Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, okay. we, we can ask you. So we can ask you a question. You personally, as Grace, not as Grace, the anthropology the student, the anthropologist, <laughs> the anthropologist, the anthropology student. The we can ask you as Grace, the Australian and the human being who lives on this planet, what your opinion yeah, is. Yeah, as Grace, no, I hate it. So, I think we should change it. <laughs> You think we should change it? Because I was about to say there's a divide in this pod as to whether we change it or mm-hmm. just abolish it. So Ellen reckons no day at all. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm pro. I am a no day at all. I'm pro having a day. Uh-huh. Like I don't feel particularly patriotic, but my I I think that there's a lot of good things about this country. And my reading of history is that it's not a bad thing to be somewhat patriotic and. A little bit nationalistic, obviously that can go way too far, but it also prevents you from losing what you have. So I would say in the face of American imperialism, like we're just becoming America junior through our media consumption and stuff like that. It doesn't hurt to have and maintain a strong national identity. Um, In fact, that can be a resistance to fascism it's not only a route to it, it can also be resistance but yeah I, I think it's cool to have an australia day it's just about when hmm. that's the big one i think we all yeah. agree at minimum it shouldn't be the 26 it's all about when and i guess what and how like what are we celebrating how yeah. are we celebrating it i don't care if people get pissed or whatever like that's that shouldn't be all that it's about, mm. but I'm not going to be like, oh, these bloody bogans and their beers. Like, well, the fuck push, it, I like a drink Yeah, what's too. your counterpoint? <laughs> well, no, I was going to say the push for the the change the date is that it get changed to May 8 because it, it's mate. So that's the... <laughs> May 8. So it, we're doing May the 4th, I feel like but that's, for Australia. I feel like that's just marketing brain no that's it is. just that's it is just trying people, yeah, to reach it's mate yeah. day. that's just trying to reach a but population that's what, that's what people are wanting to move it to is may 8th yeah, but, but also people? but also because it fits in with our calendar of public holidays because we can't have a certain amount of public holidays in certain months like otherwise they're too kind of clustered we already have quite a fair few at the beginning of the year because we've obviously got 
all the stuff happening with uh, New Year's and then we've got Anzac Day and then you've got Easter kind of directly afterwards but the way that things um, work for... Oh, Easter's coming. Yeah, well the way that things work is that they have to kind of try and evenly distribute things. That's why our Queen's birthday was in October, not when her actual birthday is, which is in April. So, so we can you change put... that date. Yeah. So... <laughs> so we can change that date. Yeah. But... A woman's birthday. So, so Anzac Day is in... <laughs> April. Are we going to keep celebrating the Queen's birthday now that she's dead? Oh, no, no, not. we. It's, it'll Let's be have the king's. one it has for to be, It has to be the current <laughs> monarch. So it will be. It gets changed to King's birthday. I don't think the date gets changed. It will just get changed to King's birthday. I'm so mad that we ate all of the French onion dip yesterday. <laughs> well, Ellen, there is a, Ellen other was like, we'll, save the, we'll have some tomorrow as well. I was like, bitch, this is going to be there are, tomorrow. <laughs> there's still nibbles and chips and stuff. I've there, got nibbles for us in case we got hungry. All we've got is take a break, beetroot so. dip. No, there's hummus, there's hummus. in there. Yeah, it's not as good. Frunion but is the superior dip. I don't though. know. I I just you prefer hummus to frunion? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. There's a lady at my work. I'm, I'm who, the hummus queen. There's, Thank there's you. Grace, weigh in. Weigh in. I don't know. I think the more I think about French onion, it makes me feel gross, but then I taste it. Really? Yeah. It's the lead up to tasting it. It's the combination of onion and the French that that you're opposed to. I just trust both. (laughs) Both of them. (laughs) Onions and the French. Much like an onion, French people are smelly and have many layers. (laughs) Okay. Um, But yeah, I I guess my opposition to that is that... To having a day at all. To Mm. having a day at all is, I think... Again, mine is very much from a personal perspective of like I so growing up we never celebrated Australia Day and not because we were anti it at all. Mum just so I'm I You're was Brits. born in I was born in England, mum came Get over. Get the hell out mom, of here. Mum had never Coming to this country and telling us how to celebrate. <laughs> mum had never celebrated St. George's Day or any of that bullshit, which is, is the it's English the British equivalent, equivalent is St. George's Day. Um, which I think is, it's like April. 17th of April or no, something? 23rd. 23rd of April. Um, and, uh, yeah, so mum's never been particularly patriotic. We never celebrated Australia Day. Even when I was a kid, we never celebrated it. Celebrated. It was just something we didn't do. I'm Even, um, I don't know if you remember when we previously worked together, like I would always opt to work yes. Australia we Day. Together? We would yeah. work together. Yeah. That's we, how we met. That's we how we met. We used together. to work together. Um, because so, I was anti-Australia Day for yeah. obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. But I just was like, I don't celebrate it anyway. I'm happy to work a public holiday. I'll take and get the extra, money, please. And take the extra cash. I donated like all my money that I made on Australia that's Day. That's cool. I still do that. Nice. That's a nice thing to do. That well, is, yeah. I mean, that's I'm not the, profiting off. Massive. I don't know that makes it's. Sense. I don't know that it's profit. Well, because you got wages. double time. No, but yeah, you you, do. the extra wages. The extra oh, wages. the addition. Okay. So the additional. So whatever the loading would have been, you donate right. that. So um, so I, this year I'm donating double pay, even though I don't technically get double pay. Nice. Just because, um, I don't know, it feels bad. Where do you donate? Yeah, I was going to say, where um, do you donate? It depends. So I usually donate to Black Rainbow, which is a queer um Pull yourself a little bit closer to the mic or the mic closer to you. Sorry. Um, I usually donate to Black Rainbow, which is a queer Indigenous organisation. Mm-hmm. Um, pay the rent's always good because yeah. um, they sort of divide money where it's needed or where they think it's needed. For mm. the non-beds-are-burning-midnight oil person in the room, pay the rent is a line from... Beds are burning. Okay. Just so you're yeah, aware. Yeah, that phrase didn't exist before that. I know, but <laughs> and, that's and what it's inspired by. Black right, Rainbow gotcha. is a reference to black gay Mira. people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
just Who, check in. Star Black. Star Black. And for uh, non-Australians out there, the um, spelling of that here is B-L-A-K. Yeah, that's a huge online discourse actually mm. with um because my thesis is on um completely different, but my thesis is on American culture and mm. how it's infiltrated Australia, specifically religious oh, good. culture. Yeah, we can talk about that. Um, Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, my Wish thesis is on ahead of time. <laughs> if you want to have me back, I can talk about <laughs> yes. it. We can just sex ed and stuff. Yeah, that's Grace, my thesis. Grace can be a regular guest. It's not like Anthropology we get a, Corner. We, yes. <laughs> we get her once and then that's it. She's gone. No more. Let's have a segment <laughs> called Learning Things. Grace is corner. But like, so the sort of racial culture in America is really interesting because they have um, the sort of after effects of the one drop rule, which was a Jim Crow era sort of um, racial characterizing where if you had like one drop of um, black, uh, specifically African-American in you, you were black and Mm -hmm. therefore would be treated as such. Mm -hmm. Whereas here they had the same thing. And it was used, obviously, for the stolen generation and horrible shit like that. But we sort of they it's sort of been adopted differently in Australia, where like mm. now it's like no matter the the saying is no matter how much milk you add, it's still tea. Yeah. So because obviously they tried to breed out indigeneity, it's sort of a rebellion to identify as indigenous despite how much the government has tried to eradicate you. It's yeah. sort of like using the racist logic against them. Like, exactly. wow, look what you've done. Now there's loads of us. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas in America... You can't see us, but we're there. <laughs> we're always there. Whereas in America, it's the opposite. They're like, um, like the more mixed you get, the more sort of alienated yeah. you are from the communities. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a vibe of like, you're not black enough. Exactly. I mean, what about, you know, logic? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's the whole thing about too black for the white kids, too white for the black kids. Yeah, pretty mm. much. Also, his music's kind of whack. <laughs> but yeah. I, I feel like if his music was better, it might, he might have an easier time. It's but not that, too that's bad. a genuine like uh, issue that he is pretty like vocal yeah. about. And look, it's none of my business. I, as a white woman, I'm not going to be like, you're not black enough. Yeah. Or like, you no. must identify as black actually because of the one drop rule. Like, it's not my <laughs> business. It's you can do what you want. But I think it is interesting how it, the both, it, the exact same ideology has been performed very differently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's my yeah. spiel. On um, Black Rainbow, well, like mm-hmm. the concept of that, I'm I'm interested in what queerness has historically looked like. That is a good question. In, uh, yeah, in, in Indigenous communities. Mm. Unfortunately, there's not a huge amount of research um, about, like, back, back historically. Mm. There is a little bit. I am not privy to a huge amount of research, but I'm sure there's lots. But um, queerness has been evident throughout Almost every single Indigenous culture, obviously there's the very famous two spirits of the Native American mm. tribes, but same-sex attraction... So you mean and Indigenous is in, like, global... Yeah, because Indigenous is a global term. Mm. Yeah. Um, Aboriginal was an actual, is actually just another word for Indigenous that yeah. we have specifically used as a characteristic for Aboriginal Australians. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so Aboriginal and Indigenous just mean native to the land. Mm. Yeah. And we've just um, co-opted that, basically. Um, I think in India they had that stuff as well. Like yeah, they did. gender or something. Yeah, and like... Um, it's the same in Canada, isn't it? Yeah. Aboriginal, yeah. So, um, and it's kind of, yeah, so like you've got Native Americans, but they are Indigenous Americans as well. And mm-hmm. like, 
Um, First Nations is also a global term that you can use. Um, But yeah, queerness is interesting because it has been recorded in nearly every single culture, regardless of whether it's been accepted or not accepted. Mm. So I personally don't know a huge amount of its um, how it was sort of presented and accepted and performed in an Australian Aboriginal context. But I do know currently that there is sort of like a, um, probably from colonialism, mm. <laughs> um, a there is homophobia a lot in some Indigenous communities, like there is in white communities, like there is in immigrant communities. And there has been a pushback specifically with things like Black Rainbow and um, drag queens like Alicia Fox who are actively speaking out against um, the sort of rampant homophobia in certain Indigenous communities. There's, mm-hmm. there's, I mean, very likely the colonialism and the um, with that colonialism, the, like, religiousness, like the, mm. you know, the import of Christianity. But then I think as well, and this is a phenomenon in America with black Americans, the conservatism that comes out of being a minority, like you'd think like, well, the, the flawed logic seems to be because they're minorities and minority issues are progressive issues mm. that they are progressive. But actually um, having a pretty fucking shitty life makes you quite conservative mm. to many things and many ideas. So I, my understanding is that there's probably a degree of, and as you said, like, I mean, homophobia is not unique to Indigenous Australians or anything like that, but in, in trying to unpack it, there's probably a conservatism that comes from being marginalized. Mm, Exactly. And I think that like, um, obviously not all homophobia is imported, um, because there are, there were Indigenous communities where, um, globally where think like um, homosexuality wasn't really accepted. Mm. Um, but I think that. Uh, like almost the entirety of the sort of early colonial era has this insane religious undertone. Yeah, of course. Like when you read it, like all of the policies literally be like, we were told by God to do this. Yeah, Mm. I was going to say, like they think that they're doing this shit Mm. for and because of God and they're God's chosen people to to do that. exactly. Like the sort of, um, because we all know here that Terranullius, um, was not true and there were yeah. people. Terranullius, um, I don't know if I have to explain, but Terranullius was essentially um, no man's land, so an unha- uninhabited land. Yeah. And that is the legal um, precedent that the colonisers used to enter Australia, quote-unquote, legally. Despite mm. the fact that there are journal entries that mm-hmm. prove that they knew that there were people inhabiting the lands because they made remarks about how at nighttime they would see smoke billowing uh, off in the distance at like campfires and many of them and then surmised well this is not uninhabited there are mm. obviously people here but those diaries just got buried well a fun little fact Oops. is that it was also justified after everyone was like hey you guys knew people were here um that agriculturally it had to meet a specific standard to be seen as our agriculture. Mm-hmm. So the sort of stuff that's um, brought up in Dark Emu that we brought up before with the trading of seeds and mm. um, they did, like we all know about the burnings and um, yeah, burning so they do, they do like They do control burns where yeah. it's like essentially the land serves as, as its own like fenced in farming area. So it's like the kangaroos yeah. naturally want to go here so that our crops over here are safe. Yeah. Which is... Way better than building fences. Which mm-hmm. is agriculture. Like, that is yeah. a sophisticated, ag- like, 
system. I would argue that that's more sophisticated because you're letting it's, it's yeah. essentially it's no, all... mate, put a bloody fence down, get a colour bond <laughs> well, out exactly. there. Exactly, <laughs> they said that because yeah. there wasn't fences, it wasn't owned. Yeah, yeah. So that was another justification where they're like, all right, so maybe there are a couple people, but I didn't see any fences. Yeah, man. Mm. Where's your plough? Like, it, <laughs> it makes way more sense to use the land and any of the vegetation there to kind of create borders. Like, mm. if you know that a specific type of flora is going to attract, you know, kangaroos and is going to protect your crops and you can create another area where it's like, hey, guys, check this out. Yeah. Look at this wonderful little patch of deliciousness that we've grown for you right over, over here. here. Nothing will happen. Yeah, nothing <laughs> yeah, like will happen. The, the, the English, like, if, I don't know if you've been to, like, the like northern English countryside where, like, they've got sheep all over the place. It's like these bitch-ass farmers couldn't figure that out for themselves. They had to build fences <laughs> yeah. and then they had to come up with an agreement with neighbouring farmers like, no, that's my sheep here. I've painted it. <laughs> Loser. Yeah. Do some burns. <laughs> Just do some burns. Learn more about the land you're trying to inhabit here, buddy. Just, um, just create big... I mean, up there, it would have made more sense to just create big sort of... Um, like stream trenches, like just mm. really deep sort of water trenches. Moats. And, and so have, <laughs> but have water mills going that are pushing that water around and creating that sort of water fence because then that is going to be a regular, like a, a regular water sheep. source. Well, <laughs> it's obviously not wide enough That's for the sheep to kind of fall in. <laughs> it's not wide enough for the sheep the to fall in, but it is wide enough that the sheep are not going to just like whoop and jump over. But it's enough for them to, I feel to like drink if you, from it. I feel like if you started carving... Uh, rivers all over the place there'd probably be some ecological ramifications yeah there. maybe <laughs> just the water that wasn't already there well so what do you do if it's going uphill well that's what the mill's for that's what the mill is for yeah <laughs> she's got it all i gotta figure oh, it out man. you see you should be uh head of agriculture yeah just for put me england. for england <laughs> for all of england go home and help them hey, sort this shit out hey boris hit me up <laughs> let me know it's not boris anymore no, it's, yeah, it's, it's not it's, that's it's, right. out. it's the it's the other person it's like the richest man there's in too, england there's yeah. too many people Classic. there's too many people swapping leadership for me to, that to remember <laughs> what? Not, i mean um arden isn't in anymore it's like i don't even know who's in power anymore for half of the world it's like who knows yeah what do we think need... about jacinta stepping aside sad. Good I, for I, think, her. I think it's sad but i also think it's right there are too many people that you know do that and push themselves to a point and particularly i want to be that person but men who just stay in for the power mm. and then i mean look at fucking nancy pelosi in america but, and uh, just stepping out of the way now but also you've got to look at things like the best example is looking at Obama when he came into office and Obama when he came Disheveled. out of office and he's just a shell of a man. Look, he look just at has grey in his hair. No, no, no. no he, he, looks, he looks so tired and worn and yeah. like that man has Even seen Trump who several... did negative work put on like a million pounds <laughs> yeah, ex- while he was in office. But exactly. It looks, like, it looks like he's seen several world wars and just well, been like, half I'm of them out. started or, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's what propagated. That's there's what happens when they tell limit, you what's in... Because what... there? uh, there's an age... 
I think you have to be 30. Yeah. You have to be yeah. 35. But there's, not, but there's not a limit. limit. No. That's how Diane Feinstein's 90-something-year-old ass is still in there. Yeah. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I just named three women. See? Women are the problem. <laughs> so Pelosi, much Pelosi, Ginsburg, but Feinstein. But I feel like they're staying in because... They're trying to pad the numbers. No, I think because... Because there'll be less women if they retire. Because we see what we've just seen with Jacinta, which is, oh, women are weak and emotional oh, and they can't no. stay yeah, in the, power the, long look, enough. Look, the coverage of that was, was bullshit. Ridiculous. But I, I do feel like she kind of tapped out when like the shit was not shit's the, not fixed after covid so yet. what i've been i've been watching some stuff about it's very different inside new zealand and being a new zealander inside and uh, there's um uh, i watched something on youtube and it gave us uh, or gave me some really good insight into the fact that you know outside everybody loves jacinta and they think she's a really great world leader and that's the uh, and that's not to say that she wasn't but yeah people don't party, like her in there yeah her party wasn't performing very well mostly because she hasn't been able to get a lot through parliament and i think mm. whether there's like to even a split so she's not been able to get things through or her party just haven't gotten their shit together because of all the stuff that's been happening with COVID. She's not been able to follow through on most of the promises. Yeah, like her housing shit. Yeah, and look, fair enough. We've literally had a pandemic that is still going now it mm. started nah, in, it's finished it started I had in 2020 the first time a few weeks ago oh really it was horrible and it everyone is. was like oh covid again i was like no i held out yeah yeah that was us Same. We, pandemic's we over get... and nothing like it will ever happen again <laughs> we, okay just, we didn't get fine. just we get out get there COVID. and lick some doorknobs we didn't get covid until i think the middle of last year and it was all his fault because he what? brought it back from work and he tested negative and yeah. then and i had been around him looking after him because i thought oh it's negative it's fine and then he got a pcr and he was like yeah, it's positive I'm like you i hate you yeah so, i got, yeah, I got a call from cam while i was out, <laughs> yes. the, out on a date with someone who's like yeah i've got covid and I'm like well do you want to keep having this date because you probably have covid now, <laughs> you probably have COVID now. <laughs> well this is great but yeah like it's did it she is get awful. covid not that she knows of unless she was like asymptomatic she didn't get it all right well see it's, it's all fine. good. But yeah, it's it's not good. It is awful. And um the... they don't care anymore. It's wild. Yeah, so, people don't care anymore. Um but that's... Brett's a nurse and he was off work for five days. And so that so that means he would have to go back into the hospital still testing positive. Yeah. And they're like, Well, have you got a cough? And he's like, No. They're yeah. like, Well, come in then. Are you on crack? No. What? No. In, a, in a hospital, I don't understand that. But like in a general workplace, like what was the point of vaccination if not to immunize people? Yeah, yeah. true. Like, well, I don't think that we could keep having strict rules while also being at ninety yeah. percent. You know, yeah, yeah, it's very true. Yeah. I just want to stay home. Yeah. That's <laughs> also Lockdown bad. was unironically I, the best time of I, my life. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I didn't, the the first lot of lockdowns, I you know we see. I don't want to talk about the first lot of lockdown because I had the shittest time in the first. But everybody else was wiling out, being like, "Yeah, free money, I don't have to go to work," and it just got exponentially worse for me working from home. I had we, to... we didn't have shit. Like when I went over to Melbourne to see my family, I was like, "Oh yeah, the lockdowns are like 
don't fucking sleep. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I was I was on holiday and everybody else on the holiday was um was from the east coast and they were very salty about Dan Andrews <laughs> and lockdowns and I was like, nah, man, it was great. It was great. We yeah, had a great. We had a great fun time. We had time. like ten minutes. It was. It was. Lockdown it, was it was crushing there. Yeah. It was pretty bad. It was yeah. horrible. Well, we were very very fortunate here that we had probably like six to eight weeks worth of like a really concerted lockdown in the beginning and then we eased things and we had restrictions but it wasn't like stay indoors it was just you can do stuff just wear don't a mask cough and don't directly into yeah. the face of don't, others yeah don't be a dick basically and then waiting for the vaccine rolling out the vaccine we had that one little mini lockdown in i think february the following mm. year where it was just this really that, quick that snap last, lockdown. That last one he shouldn't have done. Yeah, he shouldn't. It was a it was a knee-jerk reaction. But I remember because we were at the shops and then all mm. of a sudden we were like, why is it so busy? And you spoke to someone that you worked with and they were like, they've just caught a lockdown. And yeah. we were We've like, started looting. And we were like, crap. I was at the beach with my shop. friends and we were like, so like, do we go home now? <laughs> what do we do? But, yeah, we've been very, very fortunate oh, here. The only, yeah, the only thing the only thing we've... Um, we've kind of suffered here is access to like certain commodities and certain resources where it's been difficult to get it in because first of all Perth is the most remote city in the world and then trying to get things from other countries where they're like I'm sorry we can't export stuff because COVID and it's like well guess we don't need toilet paper then well like my mum's house has not been built for two years yeah that too like come just, on you you wanted to have a house well too bad too bad yeah and as a result our fucking occupancy is nuts yeah, yeah. like the whole housing market is completely fucked for everyone trying to rent or buy or build yeah, very we went very and saw true. a studio for like over four hundred dollars and mm-hmm. it was packed and i was like well yeah what's well, up that's fine. we're not getting this yeah. <laughs> yeah so that has like despite us doing quite well i think our uh, relatively i think our stuff uh, you can compare it by going yeah we didn't have a lot of lockdowns and our lockdowns weren't terrible but being so far away has meant there's a longer kind of knock-on effect of access to things and supply chains yeah. because as needed supply doesn't work in times of crisis yeah so but also Thanks, because capitalism also because trying to get things here even from the other side of the country like having to drive things across this country you like road train you know what to solve that if you say high speed rail i'm gonna knock you out high speed rail <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, so how how did you spend your Jan 26? So this was the first year I didn't go to the rally, which was a bit sad. Oh. But I was just under the weather and obviously we're in a pandemic. Yes. And I am in the immunity range of not getting COVID, but I just get nervous about being a little bit under the weather and going into big crowds and That's fair. spreading anything. Um, so I stayed at home all day and donated my, my public holiday money and um, – Watch documentaries and stuff. <laughs> what kind nice. of documentary? Um, I can't remember the name of it, but there's um one on YouTube. I think it's called Our Generation or something. Um, that's the one that I watched, and it's um about a remote community and how they're sort of spreading um history to young people, which is notoriously hard, regardless of what culture you're from. Mm-hmm. Young people do not <laughs> these kids and their damn phones. I know, fuck them kids. We serious? watched um. We watched a documentary called Is Australia Racist? 
Well, I mean, we did it was watch just a one of second of them saying yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> we so we didn't actually finish watching it, but we watched it because um, uh, Ray Martin. I don't know how we got onto. Oh, we were watching Chase's War. For some reason, we've been watching the old Chase's Not War and some reason. stuff. It's good. That's the reason. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And they were talking about Ray Martin, and then I was like, oh, Ray Martin, and I was looking him up, and then found that he had been the presenter on a documentary called Is Australia Racist? And I was like, this is perfect. We need to watch this. Yeah. And it's set a lot in Perth. It's annoying, mm. though, because, like, a lot of... Racist old Perth. <laughs> well, no, because it's funny, because, like, the documentary is ostensibly about, like, Australia as a whole, and a lot of the more academic stuff where he's talking to experts and whatever, that's happening over East. He's, like, at Deakin and Monash and whatever. But then when they're doing the little social experiments where they basically put a person of colour into a... a situ- traumatic situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah they'll, Jesus. They'll send, like, they How sent... How did that get past ethics? They what sent, yeah, they sent about? some, um, they sent, like, an African lady out and then... In put, traditional garb as yeah, well. and then had two uh, acting students just berate her racistly. See, that one... Like that, that show? That one like, was... What would you do? Yeah. yeah it was, <laughs> yeah. it was literally, literally like that. It, it was, was like, what would you, you do? It was like YouTube but pranks. those ones were Lord. staged... There was one where they just sent like a Muslim girl in a headscarf to a an- specifically anti-Muslim rally, and these people were not actors that were getting in her face. Yeah. She was just out there to the, and she got like uh, harangued by the people to the point where the police kicked her out because she was the causing poli- a, a scene by just standing the there. The police being gave her Muslim. a move on, an actual move on notice. Oh. But weirdly, we discovered. Australians unite whenever there's police or authority because well, the be- brawls on the 26th were whack. Well, because so in this, the people who were at the rally who were saying like you're just here to cause trouble actually no, came they up weren't to the, the same people. They weren't the same people, that. but they were people at the rally who came up to the police while she was being handed this move on notice to say she wasn't. Do- she was just there. She was just talking to us. How dare you give her a move we on we're notice? Not take police. We're no, still on the true. other side, but you know, <laughs> hey man. And I'm not done berating this woman, okay? <laughs> How dare you? It's just like we unite together whenever there are police Yeah, involved. Australia just doesn't like authority figures. We, like, this This is a, people say Australians have no culture. That's the culture. Is we're rule followers. We're very keen on everybody doing the right thing. But if the if the authority figure in that dynamic steps in, it's like, hey, yeah, yeah, fuck off. We, we <laughs> like the rules, hey, but if someone tries to enforce the rules, we're like, get the fuck out of my we face. Love yeah. We don't like tattletales either. Yeah. We don't like dobbers. No. We're, not, we're not about dobbers. No. We love cues. One we of my first ever cues. research projects That's a UK was the thing psychology well. of cues. It's so funny. It's so funny. It is weird how much we like cues, but it's also, it, it's definitely an inherited thing from the UK. And Probably. Also... Ooh. I've never, I've never been more uh, oppressed by queuing than I was in the UK when, <laughs> when you like, when you have to stand on one side as you're going up the escalators because other people were walking up one side. I got side. pushed down the stairs if as an did, eight-year-old in England. If you did not stand on the side that you were supposed to, so that other people could Mold. walk past you. People would push you and move you out of the way. I'm in in favour of that. Don't stand in the middle of the road where there's cars, you'll get hit. Uh, Don't stand on the wrong side of an escalator, (laughs) I I will kick you. I do have an issue, or I did have an issue with people who would get off the tube, regardless of whether you were a Londoner or not, would get off the tube outside the doors and just stand there looking around at where they had to go. That's just a people thing. No. 
move people, out of the way people enter and or do that exit. elsewhere. People enter or exit an area and just stop on the threshold. Like no one else would be about to do the same fucking thing behind just, them. Uh, it happened so many times to the point of where I was like, I'm just going to kick someone out of the way one of these days and I'm not going to care. Um... Speaking of, uh, I just want, I want I want to pull this up for like rule following. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a this is a bit from a show called uh, Candid Camera. I think it is. Okay, oh. it's elevator conformity. Okay, <laughs> the gentleman in the elevator now is a candid star. These folks who are entering: the man with a white shirt, the lady with a trench coat, and subsequently one other member of our staff. Oh, we did this in psychology. Will face the rear, mm. Actually. And you'll see how this man in the trench coat <laughs> tries to maintain his individuality, but little by little, he looks at his watch, but he's really making an excuse for turning just a little bit more. I mean, yeah, but I feel like that's because we don't like looking at people. Looking at people, like if if people are staring, like if people are staring at you and you are staring at them and you don't know them, like it's it is off putting. I would be put off by. I I will win. Yeah, but the stare off. I feel like. Yeah, you naturally would want to turn around because you're like, well, I don't really want to be yeah. stared so in the face. That's, that's an interesting point, but it goes it goes further. Okay. Has apparently been in groups before. <laughs> so he's not staring at them. He's facing the complete wrong way. But there you go. <laughs> Look at him. Beautiful. Well, because there was also the conformity test by Ash with it, I think. Because you can argue, like, I thought the same thing. I was like, you're looking at their faces and that would make me physically vomit. Yeah. But, like, the test by Ash is they showed a bunch of people lines. And they're like, all right, so which line is bigger than what line? Blah, blah, blah. And, like, they progressively got more outlandishly not close. Yeah. Really? And everyone in the room except one person was obviously a research assistant. And they were like, no, those are the exact same line. And the person would almost always be like, yeah, totally. And then, like, change their answer to be like, yeah, that's to- they're totally the same line. Yeah. Wow. Um So uh, I think Australians, I don't know, we, there's there's a sort of, like, um, individualism that we like to, to boast about. I think a lot of people like to think that they're individualists, but, like, I think a big part of Australian culture is, like, fitting in and mm. just not calling too much attention to yourself. We don't, like... Yeah, fit in or fuck off, mate. We've yeah. got a lot of tall poppy syndrome as well. Like, we don't like people who are showboats. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's part that's of why... That's why all of our stars leave. Other than, <laughs> other than, yeah. other than the fact that Absolutely. our industry oh, is... hello, Huey. You're doing another movie, you cunt. You think wow. you're better than me? Wow. I've got abs too, you fuckwit. Which, like, on the one hand... Wow. I do appreciate how not enamored with celebrity Australians are compared mm. to, although it America, is changing. Yeah. Mm. And the more Americanized we get, the more we're kind of getting obsessed with celebrities. But I, I still think that we're, we're just not that impressed by them mm. on that level of like, we think they're fucking gods like Americans do. But we're not impressed by wealth either. Like, we yeah. do. We've got rich people, but it's not like being wealthy is this mass. It's not as much of a social status symbol as it is in the US. Yeah, we're definitely we're definitely not impressed by wealth. 
just trying to get no one gives a fuck about Clive Palmer. Well, I think that's like a good way to wrap up the Australia Day conversation is I think that a lot of it is that sort of fit in or fuck off situation. Mm, we're like, yeah. well, we have this day and it's been forever. It hasn't been forever. It's I'm been literally since older 1994. than the day. Yeah. Well, f- actually, oh my God, fantastic way to wrap up. Um, Australia Day has not been called Australia Day since 1935. And the first day of mourning on the 26th was 1938. So the actual day of mourning that you do instead of celebrating Australia Day is far, far older than it being a public holiday because mm. it hasn't been a public holiday since, I th- yeah, it was 1994 that it became an official. it was consolidated official, into yeah, one day. Because it used to be different days for different it states. It was also different names. So it was yeah. called Foundation Day. Um, it was called uh, Arrival Day, Australia Day. Didn't even have the same fucking name, brother. Like, the day of mourning has been from 1938. We have Finders been Finders Keepers saying, Day. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Finders Keepers, it's mine day. Battle Royale Day. <laughs> yeah, Cam was saying that Pauline Hanson was banging on about, why don't they just, you know, it, 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 it's old, let it go. It's like, well, let fucking Australia Day go then. Yeah, yeah. Let I, that go. Let that day go and let's just yeah, have another hurt. day for us to... Sink piss and do well, what it, you know, at look the at end fireworks. Of the day, like my thing is we should change it regardless. But if let's say I was racist and went, No, I think we should celebrate this day. I actually love the fact that we colonized this country. I love genocide. Would, <laughs> would you not want to celebrate that in peace? Like yeah. I think that it's become such a huge debate, rightfully so, that like even people who don't want to change the date get all riled up and weird about it. Yeah. So, like, regardless, if you want to be weird and fucked up, just do it on a different day, you dickhead. We are yeah. such a conservative country, and if it wasn't for, you know, people like Gough Whitlam just really ramming through some progressive policies in the 70s, mm. we would be just as fucked as America, if oh, not more yeah. fucked. Like, we just happen to have healthcare and things like that because just there was a brief <laughs> window of people really killing it before, you know, the CIA took them out. Um <laughs> And then that's another episode. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna go over to premium now. If premium. Want to join. So this premium. is okay. premium. <laughs> so give us two seconds of silence and give us money for premium. 